Hello and welcome to the Debug Log number 60. 60 episodes. What a perfect number to wrap uh, 2016 the year up. Uh, 2016's been rough in a lot of ways, um, you know, for different people, different folks. Um, and we, for some reason, decided to do the two darkest episodes right at the end of a pretty dark year. So this episode's going to make up for that. We're going to have a holiday special. We did a game dev resolution episode last year. I'm going to call that our first annual holiday special. This is our second annual holiday special. It's better than the Star Wars holiday special. Don't watch that if you <laughs> feel like looking that up. Um, yeah, and we're just going to go over some of the stuff that we liked and loved this year. We start the conversation with uh, the positive side of game development and, you know, just recap. We did this in our first episode, but recap why we choose to make games, why we love it, why we think it's magical, why all that stuff. We're going to do a little bit of discussion about that, and then we're going to go into our best of the year, our best games of the year we enjoyed playing, um, some of the biggest stories we thought, you know, the stories that defined 2016 as an industry. Spoiler alert, Eduardo picks VR, but we all knew that was coming. Um, and then, you know, we, we talk about our resolutions we made last year. And I think we did pretty good, and then we make some new ones. So hopefully that'll get everybody discussing that. Maybe we can share those on the forum. Real quick before I go, we had the honor of being uh, nominated for our first ever award. Uh, there's a site called simpleprogrammer.com, and I've actually been following it for a couple of years now because a guy named John Sanmez, he started it. He used to be a, he does a lot of courses on Pluralsight, and that's how I found him. But he just uh, posts general advice for programmers and developers and stuff. So it's a cool site. I think a couple months ago, he compiled this huge list of all the development podcasts out there. You know, they have different uh, areas like web dev, you know, networking stuff. And then there's a game dev. You know, we were under there and we were excited to be on that list. Now he's turning that list into like a little awards thing where they have different categories and you can vote for your favorite, uh, I guess, overall. And then you can vote for in the individual categories. And we're in the game dev category with three or four other uh, shows. So go there. You can go to simpleprogrammer.com slash um, podcast dash awards. Or just go to the show notes and we put the link there. And vote for us. It's cool. It's exciting. And also, it's a great way to find other podcasts if you just look at that list. Because there's like 80 or so general dev ones and a few other good game dev ones. So check it out. Uh, happy 2016. Happy 2017 actually going to the next year. Uh, we'll see you then. And without further ado, this is the Debug Log, episode 60. All right. You ready? Everybody? Uh, sure. I got my bucket. Zach? Yep, I'm good. Alright. He's playing Xbox. He's good. <laughs> Not yet. I heard I don't... it turn on. <laughs> you know, yeah, I, I heard the off. Xbox turn on too. <laughs> I turned it off. Boop, 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 boop. I don't have a, um, sure. a controller to yeah. mute my TV. Those are two different tones, so you can't lie about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, I turned it on, then I turned it off. Uh, yeah, okay. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> That's why my TV turned off, because it turned off my Xbox. Oh, what a web we weave. <laughs> uh, I'm a spider, bitch. So <laughs> Alright, right, here we go. You're listening to The Debug Log, a podcast about game development. My name's Andrew Curry. I'm Obino Aparo. I'm Zach Schneider. 
I'm Ryan Kilgore. And I'm Eduardo Castillo Fernandez. Five hosts on the show tonight. That's a new one for the past couple of months. Uh-huh. Zach's back, finally. Yes. So. <laughs> Tonight's going to be our, I guess, I don't know what we're going to call it, but it's our yearly wrap-up episode. Um, after <laughs> Vina and I and Eduardo on that one and Ryan on the first one, too, had a couple shows focused on the dark side of gaming. I thought we'd end the year and start this episode with a little, uh, uh, you know, just a positive thing. You know, why we why we're in games. And then we're going to go into some of the biggest stories of this year and the biggest games, our favorite things we played this year. And then we're going to round it all up with, we're going to go back to our, I don't know if you remember this, but we had an uh, episode last year, a full episode about our game dev res- resolutions. Things we wanted to do in 2016. We're going to see if we did those, if we can remember them, and then we're going to make some new ones for the new year. So all that in store. Before we get started, if you haven't already, it helps us out a whole lot. If you go to iTunes, go in there, If you uh, download it if you don't have it, maybe. Uh, give us a review, give us a rating, really write a review because that really helps us out. It helps us out and get exposure. That's the only way they rate, um, push stuff up in their rankings in iTunes. And we love to read them. We'll read them on the show. We haven't had many new ones lately, so we're not reading them now, but stay tuned for that. And also, if you already, like we said last time, if you've already uh, given us a rating in iTunes, just recommend the show to somebody. Four people, five people, pay it forward. That'll do. That'll <laughs> be the same effect. Um, all right. So t- for tonight, let's start with the positive. This is going to be even harder. It's easy to talk about the negative. It's kind of <laughs> awkward to talk about the positive. I wanted to do a little mini segment, just real quick. We kind of did this in our first episode, and we didn't have a daughter there, and he came on the third episode, I guess. And he kind of talked about how he, why he wanted to get in games. But I wanted to talk about, we talked all of the negative things about why the game industry is horrible, why you should go kill yourself, or why all these things are the case. Why do we like to play games? Why do we choose this? Why, as programmers, especially, you know, because we could get paid more money than a lot of different fields for being programmers, why do we choose games? So, does anybody want to go first? Be brave? No. <laughs> I guess, I mean, I'll, I'll take a stab yeah. at it, yeah. I mean, I you know, I for me, it's because I can still remember this day, like, just my early gaming experiences. It had a big impact on me, you know, like, like getting that NES for Christmas or as I often talk about, getting the Doom shareware and being amazed at what you were able to accomplish with a computer. I mean, it's like stuff like that that just stuck with me my whole life, and I, you know, hope to maybe actually create something someday or, you know, be as proud of those things as those people were to, you know, just to, you know, create and put something out there for people to enjoy. And it's it's a big technical challenge, too. Like, Angie, you mentioned going somewhere else and maybe getting paid more. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure I probably could, but then I wouldn't, one, I wouldn't be making games. I like fun, interactive things, and, you know, games are a great challenge, especially if you're into the 3D multiplayer stuff. I challenge you to find some place more, like, uh, as an engineer, some place more difficult to work than somebody making a 3D multiplayer game. Preach! Um, yeah, you know, it's like, it's it's some of the toughest <coughs> shit you'll do as an engineer. Um, it's just got it all there. So for me, that's, that's just kind of it, is it's like the technical challenge as well as all that technical challenge spits out into, you know, something that entertains somebody. And it's, you know, and it can maybe, like, help them waste a few minutes or maybe, you know, you make a game that tells a very impactful story. You know, it's it, the outcome of it is also something I very much enjoy. Yeah. That's I think neat. I think you'll you'll kind of hear a echo of all of that sentiment from all of us, <laughs> as uh, especially as, like, programmers and engineers in games. It's like... 
the, and I think actually I think if the, the answer would kind of be the same for almost all I guess disciplines of game development so whether you're like a designer or artist I'm just assuming here but it's just like that that I guess that drive and that passion for creativity and being creative and you know you letting that creativity like from you flow into some product uh, in this case a game so I think that for me that's like one of the highlights of why I'm in games it's just it's such a creative process it's not just you know it's not you know they're like uh you know ryan was talking about just complex problems complex problems exist outside of the gaming realm but i think it's there's like a i don't know there's just like a more creative i guess influence you can have on a game especially in the game design uh and then that you know sometimes translates to actual the complexity of a problem that you're going for like high-end graphics on you know, mobile device or VR, you know, or, you know, these really innovative things that are popping up in, I guess, in society that we're, you know, at the forefront, at the front forefront of, and, you know, being, you know, using our creativity to, you know, release that into the world. So I think that's, that's, I feel like why I'm in games. It's just that ability to be really creative, express myself in games and something like Ryan said, just something people are going to interact with hopefully on a daily basis, hopefully even more, maybe have that, what do we call a Zach interaction with a game? <laughs> just constantly <laughs> on the game. That's what, that's, I guess that's the dream for me. So that would be, that's why I'm in games. That's why I love games so much. For me, I think it's because it's a, an awesome mix between art and technology. I mean, game development has a, like, it's a good combination of a lot of things that I like. Like, I love, like, programming. So the technical side is in there. And also, I love to draw. I'm not an artist or anything. I just, like, naturally like to draw. And I think I'm decent, so it brings that creative <laughs> part of me. Um, so I love all the things that I can uh, incorporate into a game. And also storytelling. I, lo- I love to tell stories and come up with, a like, something that could be a book or uh, I would like to think of it as a movie uh, to integrate it in the in the cutscenes of a game that that would be awesome so that's why I like it hey, I, I, I have a question to dive in I was about to do it being it because it's the same thing why I don't know I'm just doing this for discussion why instead of but you guys talk about you like it reaching people inspiring people and like entertaining people then why games over like something like movies or writing books or is it just because you be like programming too? I oh no, go ahead. Anybody, it's open for discussion. Oh okay, yeah, <laughs> I mean, I honestly, I I, th- I think it's just that programming was what I was also interested it interested in and sort of had a knack for. You know what I mean? It's like I, you know I would you know I would like to be able to draw or write stories as well, but I I you know I've just never been very good at it, and even more so to that. It's not like I just wasn't good at it, didn't want to like, and so I just quit. It's just you know uh, like I was more interested in just like an engineering field as well. So you know how do I technically accomplish that? Um, yeah, I don't you know I don't know why not another industry. I mean I could see myself maybe like say. Uh, doing things like Pixar where it's maybe not necessarily a game but a movie but you know it's just like I my skill set and just my natural drive took me in that direction I don't know it's one of those things you can't really explain it so much I don't know yeah for me I think it's the same thing in that it's like the nature of I guess I guess the experience that I had as a young person I think Mm -hmm. we've I talked about this briefly in our episode zero when we just talked about why we even got started and that was like that's how it happened for me it was like I was in this 
and still I am in this text-based world of, like, that's my first interactions of games besides, like, Duck Hunt. Sorry, don't just, don't keep laughing. To, I'm going to keep I talking just... and pretend that you guys aren't laughing about me. But anyway, <laughs> so, yeah, I was just in this realm of, like, that's, like, my first interaction with a game. And, like, not not just, like, playing a game, but interactively, like, creating in this game. It gave That game gave me the opportunity to actually create. And I was like, oh, man, so I can actually build you know, I'm building a small part in this world, but I can imagine, like, it gave me the opportunity to imagine and see myself building a full, you know, full-fledged game. So that's was, like, the jumping-off point of, like, hey, I can actually be a game developer. And then I was like, what do it ta- What does it take to be a game developer? And then I started, you know, going down that route. So what that's game what, is that, What game is this? Oh, it was Dragon Realms was the name of the game. <laughs> so, yeah, that's what, it was, like, going down that, that trail of, creating a game that led me to actually you know go into programming go into computer science and eventually start working for you know a game company so i think it's just the nature actually, of what you grew up on you yeah yeah and i i think uh, like i don't know about you guys but if i'm being honest too like uh you know it's a it's a good fallback engineering too. Say if the games thing didn't work out, I couldn't get in the industry. Right. Something mm-hmm. fell apart. I can fall back on a computer science degree. They're always going to need programmers. I may not be happy, but at least you know <laughs> I've kind of got a fallback. I mean that's just like the, like the cherry on top, I guess. You know what I yeah. mean? I wish I uh, I had actually discovered game programming a little earlier than I had. Um, I I actually didn't start programming until I was like halfway through college. Um, I was older than you. Yeah, well, <laughs> I wish I was halfway through college when I did. Yeah, but you always—I mean, I, I don't know. You—you you had a different career first, right? Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, this is—I I guess this is my first career. But yeah, I—I I was doing uh, what was it? Um, mathematics, and then I ended up stopping doing mathematics, and I was like, all right, fine, I'll do physics. And then my brother came along. He's like, you know what, dude? You—you you play games all the time. Why don't you just? He's like, that's all you do, Zach. <laughs> literally, he's like, you, you literally just walked in the door, said, hey, and then started playing my Xbox. Why don't you go make games? I was like, I don't know. Hmm. I don't know. It seems really hard. And then I went and, and took an intro class and, like, fell in love with it. Because, I mean, I've always loved building things, right? And I've always <laughs> loved, like, doing things with science. And this, like, kind of brings all of my interests together. And it's it's... Every day I get to solve new and interesting problems. That's great. That's kind of that's awesome, but it's also kind of funny. Like, hey, what, what was I doing before? Uh, mathematics degree, um, physics. Uh, what about making games? I don't know. That sounds hard. It's yeah. like it's yeah, exactly. Like, you know, that's you said you were doing like, like like you know sort of like a literature degree. Or something. No offense to literature majors out there. Stop. Sorry, I, should, I shouldn't just pick random stuff like that. Um, but you know what I mean? It's like, you know, dude, that's, that's yeah, you're right. Well, it's hard. You've already been doing hard. You know, but one is, one is using a calculator and the other is learning programming language. Learning what, what do you think language. a computer is? Yeah, it's, it's a, a calculator. calculator. <laughs> but yeah, but I'm not building computers. I was doing crunching numbers, you know? But I mean, there is a very big parallel where there where I guess that's why I've like kind of also latched on. Yeah, it's like those STEM fields. That's yeah, it's easy. It's easy to yeah. do. With a program, you just make it do, make the computer do it for you. It's easier. Yeah, <laughs> you don't have to manually put it in the calculator. That's actually funny. And then it was since we, I think we touched on like just being a different. I didn't. I mean, I didn't actually choose you know computer science. It was like that was just like my under underlying passion throughout college because in college I was like biology major and I swapped and went to you know political science it's just it was weird I took the long road to you know finally saying okay maybe I should just focus and get a computer science degree and then since this is already what I was passionate about so that's just interesting how I people wonder, 
Oh, I wonder if that's a problem with a lot of games. Not a problem, but if that's what you guys like. You guys all said the exact same thing. You're like, I like different things. Yeah. So I didn't know what I wanted to do because I mean, I because it was the same thing. You know, I've said this before, where I was a I started the graphic design stuff, and then I, I took no. Actually, no. Before that, I started getting. I was like film production stuff and film, and I like story and all these other things. And then I quit school for a while and did like literally just band stuff full time. Had a job and like was in a band and wrote songs and did all this stuff. And then I got into graphic design because <laughs> you're you're going around these fields. You're like, well, I like that too. Yeah. That seems interesting. It wasn't because I'm not, you know, I'm not. You're like, that seems cool. And so you kind of get into that. And I got a job in that. And then through that, I was like, well, computers look pretty cool. I've never, I was never, you know, I didn't have a computer when I was ten. I was like eighteen, so I never got into programming or anything. Or my parents aren't like that. And so I was like, well, that's cool. And you kind of get into web design, and it's like. Hey, I need to make this site with a database. How do I do that? Like PHP seems pretty cool. You know, you just start. I, no one ever. <laughs> yeah. like, no PHP is fun. No, PHP is it, is it can be magical when you're like first learning. Like, oh, dynamic databases. I can put whatever. Like, it's funny how like uh, that stuff would give me a headache now. But then it, there's still I don't know. That's a programmer's kind of a little bit inside of you. Like, there's still something you know, that's fascinated by just dynamic data and you know. You don't and, have to defend PHP. Yeah, it's cool. We can move yeah. on. <laughs> <laughs> but um and and doing that but it wasn't because games are a huge obsession when i was a kid and then i kind of fell out of it and all of those things i sold my i gave away my i bought a ps2 and gave it away like a month later somebody because like, i don't know what this what and damn i yeah. wish i was around <laughs> seriously <laughs> hey, and it wasn't until i got spoon, came back up here jump. to it funny story though he also gave me his nice pc at work too oh yeah. well. Well, it's not mine. Yeah, it's company. Oh, it was company's. Oh, oh, I okay. wanted a laptop, so it wasn't totally altruistic. It yeah, was just, like, yeah, that doesn't count. There's, there's, there's yeah. nothing altruistic about that at all. Yeah. Oh yeah, here you go. I'm getting a better one. Uh, but it's, it's but weird. he didn't know he was getting a better one at the time. No, no. I, I know. I can make it happen. But anyways, like going going around that loop, and then the moment I got into programming, I was like, wait a second. Like some inkling back when I was a kid is like, how do you make pro- uh, games? You're like program or something that my you know my parents are already people they hadn't that was a million miles away from something i could even like start to do but i was like i can make games now and then i heard somebody talk about xna and i was like wait a second hold on and it became this thing where it's like it looped all back around to that and then you realize like you guys said like the different fields like the physics or even all that stuff all those systems like even even like biology would be like stuff like that those are all systems working together so it's like you get back to that loop and you're like Oh, I was always interested in stories. Always interested in music. This this stuff all works. This is the one field where I, you can actually have a little bit of say in all That's those true. things. It's like the intersection of fun. all those pieces, right? Games. But I think I think it's funny how you all said that. It's like, well, I tried all this other stuff because I'm interested in a lot of stuff. When I finally found out that games is where we can all combine it all, that's true. I think that's kind of cool. Yeah, that's cool. Um, I was going to ask a random question. This might be a little too heavy for the episode, but I was wondering, like, over my, I guess, in my career, I've been wondering, like, whether, like, going to school for computer science, going to school for programming to get in games was not necessarily the right choice or, like, what is your, what do you guys think about just schooling in general when it comes to getting into the game industry? Not necessary, but advised. Yeah. Um, you know, it's, I I guess, actually going back to the earlier points you guys were talking about with diversity leading into, a you know, your current career path, 
I guess I have a, a view of it as like I from middle school was like I'm gonna program computers. I'm gonna do something with computers. I just like and that never wavered. It was just like okay, I'm gonna here and here's how I'm gonna like kind of move through this and do it. And um, actually going through school and you know getting a computer science degree, I think really helped sort of prepare me to make games or at least have a knowledge base for problem solving to do that. I mean, you can totally do things on your own now. I'm not saying you have to go that route, but it gives you such a good foundational knowledge of, of at least if you're an engineer now, but you know, it like gives you such a good foundational knowledge of that um, arena that, I mean, you, you can just start building on that with confidence. Um, you know, again, you can, you can go off and just start making games on your own. Many people did. A lot of the best like sort of game dev- devs and engineers, they were dropouts, but ravenously dedicated to their craft and just like did it all on their own i mean so it's 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 so that's why i say it's like you know it's not necessary you could like and this is true with a lot of tech stuff you can just go out there and do it it's same with artists you don't have to necessarily go to art school you just keep practicing refining learning and you can do it um i just feel most people need that structure and that it you know kind of helps also give them that structure in learning as well as discipline you know like Mm -hmm. having those courses and schedules and you know goals to achieve you know i I think that really helps and sort of matures somebody to that point in their life to where they're sort of ready to take things on professionally. Again, you don't have to do it that route. I'm not saying that is the route. I just think, you know, personally for me, it worked very well. And I think it, it for a majority of people, could really help them out too. So I totally agree with you. Besides, I, I think that the mentality that you get when you go to, uh, to the university, at least in computer science, that mentality of problem solving and like separating a task in, in the smaller ones, that's fundamental if like for for game development because it's basically <coughs> computer science. So that's funny. yeah, that that logic, the way you think is totally different, and then you start applying that to all spheres in your life. So that's funny. it's it's crazy because I had the I feel like I had the opposite. Um, perception of like how beneficial it was for me i felt like um how beneficial school was or just computer science computer science like going to school for computer science uh uh, because i felt like a lot of the growth a lot of the learning a lot of the the i guess the structure and the difficulties and all that stuff that prepared me to actually be a good game developer not even good game developer a good engineer happened outside of the confines of the university outside of all of that even the classwork the schoolwork i feel like the most effort and most growth I did was outside of when I picked my own, you know, had my own schedule and had my own, you know, but again, this, everyone's different, but I, I just feel like that's why I feel like, especially in a, like in the age we're in now, again, I think this is maybe getting a little too heavy, but I know back in 1965 when Ryan was in school, things have changed. <laughs> so there's like, I'm just saying like, you know, the internet's there, you got YouTube, you got so many resources outside of school, outside of a text textbook volume eight of you know computer science and da- algorithms that are going to teach you and equip you to really become you know as long as you're you know you have you're able to maintain your own structure because even you know outside of that if you're not able to maintain structure for yourself and discipline for yourself if you go to school all you're going to do is you know maybe drop out or get f's or get d's or you know rely on someone else and start cheating you know there's there's if you're, you don't have discipline anyway either way you know going to school is just going to be what fifteen thousand dollars annually for you know, for tuition. Damn, annually. If not more. <laughs> if not yeah. more, you know. Well, actually, go ahead. Oh no, Obina. Oh, I was just gonna say you bring up a great point, and you know, joking aside about my carbon dating, um, <laughs> like, the, uh, you're absolutely right. Though when I when I was when I was 
well, like establishing my career, learning, going through school, dude, none of these awesome resources existed at all. Let's put it this way: like I was like maybe in my sophomore, junior year at college, and like, oh, you guys heard about this new Google search engine? You know, mm-hmm. it's like it's better than these Yahoo ones, and like you know, so this is at a time where is like you know. There were no, oh, also there were no degrees or fields in that at, you know, the universities. They were still just like coming off of switching their math departments into computer science departments. So it's like, you know, for me that, I mean, there were industry, some industry magazines and stuff, but none, none of the vast amounts of information that are out now. So, Mm -hmm. you know, I may be speaking from it, from a very, from, well, I am from an older perspective and an older way of doing things now, you know, I'm sure there are many ways to accomplish that outside of a strict university structure. I mean, I would still recommend some structure, I guess, is yeah. what maybe I would, I'll revise my statement to say. And, and maybe you, you bring well, up a very good point. But, and maybe, well, and all, all, go ahead. I was just going to say, it all depends on, like we talk about all the time, it all depends on what's the goal, right? Like, is your goal to get a job in a place? And there's no question having the degree will help you, right? Because it mm-hmm. feels like there's a little bit of credibility or something. But you're totally right. You know, 90% of this, I mean, you learn kind of theory stuff. And they always said, we're going to give you an education and not training. So they didn't teach us any languages. We just learned O notation and shit like that. You know what I mean? You're learning right. data structure. It's great. And some of that stuff is like, I wish I'd known the context. And I wish I had paid more attention because that was a great class. I just didn't have any context. But... You're right. Like everything I've learned has been from me busting my ass making projects and like failing, you know, and failing mm-hmm. and failing and going, oh, okay, now I get it. Now I get it. Now I get it. And remembering those classes and <laughs> rebuying the textbooks that I threw away because, like, oh, what? that was actually useful. <laughs> exactly. I'll look at that right now. <laughs> yeah, that yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. Sorry. Well, I didn't mean to derail, derail us from the happy joy joy. Ah, uh, that was fun. <laughs> I, was, I was just more philosophical. It wasn't I, like I would say this: bad, if like uh, if if there's a purpose of that question, you know what I mean. You're yeah. saying that you're kind of pondering yourself, but mm-hmm. who that does affect is people who have not gone. I, mean, I don't know. I'm going to discourage 18 year olds from not going to college, but there's people that might be like, <laughs> yeah. like I was. I was 26, and it's like you know I need to go back. And I did it for like different reasons because then I had a kid, and I was like, well, I should go back just to get that. I want to do this other thing, but that's fine. But um, there, there. If you if you're thinking about that and you don't know if you should just go to school to do it, here's the question: School aside, don't wait for that. Jump into all the stuff online and everything available, yes. and then you'll have a better. Because then you could yeah. you could literally start getting if it's web dev or even that stuff. Like all those things, you can start getting freelance jobs and yes. getting paid a lot of money really fast within a couple months. Yeah. If you're interested in programming, and that stuff will help you learn, and all that stuff is applicable. To game de- game dev stuff. Yes. Yeah. So, keep active. Keep involved in it. You know. Don't wait for other people to tell you. Now study this. Go study it yourself. Yeah. <laughs> find what. You, yeah, yeah. Like we say, find like find something you want to do, and then learn from there. Like pick a project, pick a goal, like, and then just you know go out there and start figuring out. Like Andrew said, fail. That's the best way to learn how shit doesn't work. You know, and like what you need to do in the future to make it work. So it's don't be afraid of that. Word. So. All right, that was good. I think that was positive, right? It was. It, was. it, it ended with a nice little. Yeah, it was. The parting, you know, the clouds parting part again. <laughs> yeah, all that stuff. Is, we, we all talk about how we like this stuff and how we think you just go do it. It's fun, like because that's what we said at the end of that, the second episode. We're talking about all that horrible shit we mentioned, and even at the end, it got really dark. You guys were in on that episode. <laughs> it got to where it's like. There's, it's it's hopeless. There's a thousand games coming out a day. What cho- what chance do any of you have? It was like there, and then I was like, but you know what? What we kind of came to just natural is that if you want to do this, if like we said, all five of us have said, 
this just really interests me and I like it. It wasn't to make money. I just think it's really cool. Yeah. Then you're inoculated to any of that doubt. You know what I mean? You're like, well, okay, but I'll learn something. I'll have some cool games to show people. <laughs> I have friends that want to play games. So I'm able to play it. You know, so I think no matter what, if you if you want to do it, just go do it and stop analyzing and stop. Well, yeah, know, make it. That's what you said in the episode zero. I think analysis paralysis is like the killer of game developers. Yeah, or all people really. All right, well, we're going to take a break right now and analyze the paralysis. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> take a break. Yeah, that's what he said. going to come back with our uh, game of the years and all that stuff. All right, we're back, and it's time to do uh, a game of the year. I don't know... I feel weird. I feel guilty about this because last year my game of the year was Rocket League. And if I was looking, I don't know, I was looking back at like the games I play this year, I played about like another hundred hours of Rocket League. <laughs> Zach and I really played a lot of Rocket League. So I don't, that's not my game of the year, but I, I have a, I have a couple, but you guys, any, and Ryan, you're the big gamer and Zach too, or do you have games of the year? That I know what yours might be, Ryan. Yeah, there's well, I've I've got two now. At one point, I would have told you, you know, which you probably guess was Doom was yeah, a big one for yeah. me. Yeah. Um, just just visually, like gameplay and audio and soundtrack was was fantastic. But um, and it was definitely like game of the year worthy. Actually, I think in the game awards, it was up for it, and uh, also up for it, which was also. Uh, my, one of my game of the year picks is uh, Uncharted Four. Like I just got a PlayStation recently. I'd been out. I hadn't had a PlayStation since PlayStation One. So uh, this is my first time playing one of the Uncharted series games. And oh my god, are they good! Like so that's yeah. def. I, you know I. That's why I'm thinking like Doom. I'm. I don't. You know you definitely are awesome, but you got to share it with Uncharted because just the storytelling. You know the cinematics. Just even the animations and interactions when it's not just like a big plot moment or anything. It's you know, they just do so well in making you feel. Part Part of that world and integrated with it and you know interacting it's i mean naughty dog just does an amazing job so those those are my two for this year and uncharted being more recent in my mind since i'm playing it right now is probably my game of the year right now so very cool zach you want to go yeah i actually haven't played too many new games this year um I've really been focusing on work and stuff, but I mean, I played a lot. Of <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like a lot. Seriously, <laughs> I've been yeah. focusing on bite my... me, guys, bite me. Right? <laughs> you know, could you we try to lie to people who know less about you? Seriously, we all exploded on that answer. <laughs> trying to focus on myself. <laughs> I'm um, such a hard worker. <laughs> oh my god, you don't know. <laughs> Sorry, my you, boss is listening. Um, you played a lot of Destiny, and you I, played... Like I was saying, I played a lot of older games, but I didn't actually buy any new games. You bought Overwatch? Um, Overwatch yeah, but I, I didn't play very much of it. I think I played... I think I might have, like, 10 or 12 hours in it. The Division? Uh, Division, I barely played. Was that this year that I Barely played is not 60 hours. Do you want me to look it up right now? How many hours do you play? <laughs> oh, <it? laughs> yeah. Throw them under the bus. <laughs> All right. Relative to the time I play, I've played Destiny. Okay. Nah, that's true. It's 500 plus hours. Only. Yeah. Okay. So back off. Uh, you have a different standard than the rest of us. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think uh, like nothing really stood out to me this year, but that's because I haven't played too many new games. So. What about Firewatch? Oh uh, yeah, Firewatch it. was very good. Yeah, that well, that, you still mind my, my two of my the ones that I had fun, actually played and are Firewatch 
and then um because that was great you know also i love we like we talked we want to have them on the show those campus santo guys at some time that'll be one of our resolutions coming up um but the team with ollie moss and sean vanneman who was the writer of the walking dead the first season of telltale a bunch of other cool people there on the Idle Thumbs podcast. But, yeah, that game, Zach, I mean, Ryan and I both like that game a lot because it felt like real neat for especially a team of, like, five people. That's a, yeah. that's very inspiring. And it looks amazing, and it's a cool experience. Cool experience, you know? yeah. 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 Don't um, let anyone turn you away from that being like, yeah, that's a short walking simulator. It's it's very interesting. Yeah, and look for it. You know, we're about to get the Steam sales in, like, a few or four or five days, probably next week. If that's anywhere, I mean, it's like 20 bucks. If you get around 10 bucks, get it. I'd say pay 20 bucks, or I did, but I mean, if it's, you know, that makes you uneasy that it's just a little experience and it's four or five hours, pick it up then. Also, a game I haven't even finished it. I know you did, Ryan, and because I left my, I took my Xbox down to my parents and during Thanksgiving I left it there, is Titanfall 2. The amount mm. of Titanfall 2 that I played in the campaign, I loved it. I mean, it's one of the only new games I've played this year, but I love yeah, Titanfall yeah. 1, but I love, that campaign is so cool. It's That's really a lot of fun. Yeah, that game was really good. I that is one of the, I think the only two games that I bought this year. Yeah, is, so Timefall Two one. has a really interesting campaign. So I mean, if you're squeamish about that, get it on sale too. But I mean, because it's really on sale now because it didn't do well. Like it didn't sell well because they, you know, EA was trying to screw. They had with, a weird. Yeah, they had a weird release. Well, they're trying to screw like, with Activision. They just blanketed it with Battlefield, and they're trying to. Oh, that's right. They were yeah. trying to push Call of Duty out and. It didn't really work, and it just Titanfall paid for it because the first Titanfall did really, really well. And um, so, check buy that game. It's a good game. It's a neat campaign. I barely played some of the multiplayer, but it's it's just cool. It's fun. Yeah, the um, yeah, the campaign like Andrew's saying is great, and just like the level design. I don't know, Andrew. Like I thought that was fantastic. Well, yeah, their their movement mechanics are so unique with these pilots, like all the parkour, running on walls, jumping, jump jetting. But their level design is so tight with those type of mechanics, and that, and moving you back and forth between a huge mech and like a little agile guy, they do really well at pacing that flow. Well, and this the cool story behind that is this is this is where this is the, <laughs> the helpful part for game developers. I read like behind the making of that, and they, I guess they had started and they made like a traditional campaign. And I guess if you're Call of Duty, you go well, you know, let's this is the story. So this part they'll go through this town, this part they'll go through that town, and we'll make this story, you know. Make it a campaign. And they did that, and it sucked. And they threw it out. And so then they set together, like the designers, whoever, set together in a room and said, what are some of the coolest moments we could create? Like set piece kind of things. Just don't, oh. think, about, don't think about shooting. If you could do something cool, like, you know, like, you know, with just like the parkour stuff or whatever it is. Don't even think about our mechanics in this game. What would be cool as a campaign? What would you like? And then they picked like the top nine or ten of those things. And then they built levels around each of them, the concept. Well, that was smart. Then. Yeah. That that technique paid off for them because it, it certainly showed because that's what I remember is these fun little experiences on each level. Yeah, you can yeah. feel that too because you do like there's a whole like you get to the third level and it's like a whole weird mechanic you don't use in the game or multiplayer anywhere. It's like, what am I doing Oh, here? right, yeah. It's just a fun like um, it's a neat level lesson in game design just about you don't have to it doesn't have to be running through corridor shooting and it, you just do whatever you want to and they 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 added some pressure on to make their first campaign because the first one got a lot of shit for not having a campaign, but yeah. I loved it. I thought it was great. So yeah, thumbs up, <clears throat> Obina or Eduardo. You, uh, you guys. I guess I'll I'll go uh, I'll go mobile since you guys have been on the console PC um, and say probably Clash Royale and oh, our, yeah. our our favorite Apple game of the year. 
Oh yeah, that's true. And our, our favorite uh, debug log talk. Don't say it. I will. <laughs> Pokemon no, don't Go. Oh no! Oh, I forgot. Yeah. <laughs> Pokemon Go. We talked about it for like multiple oh, weeks. Right. Our go- our guests talked about it. We talked about it for way too long. But that 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 was another hot game, and people are still playing that game. Uh, a lot of my coworkers are still playing it. So. Those are both really good games. Clash Royale, I got into that for several months until I just couldn't get past, like, P.E.K.K.A. Lounge or P.E.K.K.A. Arena, whatever. Arena, yeah. Yeah, so, but it was a really good game, really good mechanics. I think we we talked about that game as a game of the week as well, so if you guys haven't checked that out, definitely download those games and check them out. You probably have. Yeah, you probably already have. Yeah, that's true, that's true. (laughs) Eduardo? Well, for me, I get... It's kind of shitty for me to say game of the year because I don't actually play too many games. Well, but this it's is your more game like of the my year. Favorite, yeah, my yeah, favorite game. Uh, I would go with uh, Street Fighter Five. There you go. That's a game that came cool. out this year, yeah. right? Did it? Yeah. yeah. Well, I, <laughs> did it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty yeah, sure. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it did. Yeah, it did. I mean, there's no uh, Mortal Kombat release this year, so I have yeah, to it just won the Fighter. it won the the game award for best fighter. So yeah, it came out this year. Uh, I, I think we forgot to mention the game of the year, and that is The Hangman. Oh, oh, oh there you go. There go. <laughs> Mobile game of the year. He never mentions it. He doesn't he talk forgot, about it. Like, he forgets every day. <laughs> the Hangman is Eduardo's first uh, mobile game he has released. What did you like about... Um, I'm oh, sorry, I don't. I didn't mean to take away. Hey, man, what did you like about <laughs> Street Fighter? Real quick, though, coming from um, all Street your fighting Fighter, game. I, I like, I like the new, uh, like the colors. It's a completely uh, different tone from uh, Mortal Kombat. Mortal Kombat is more dark and all that. So, and I like the contrast in Street Fighter because it's more like uh, um, they don't look like normal people. It's like uh, it's very stylized, cartoon. right? Yeah, there you go. That's the, yeah. that's the word, yeah. stylized. Cool. All right. Cool. Actually, right. um, go ahead. Real fast on the on the games of the years. Uh, just came out. Has anyone tried out Super Mario Run? I've heard so much good things about it, though. Mm-hmm. That's a I, good segue into story of the year because that's another. That's a contender for. Oh, okay. that's an interesting. Let's just go into now. We're gonna talk about something. Just any. I. I this is the. We don't have to be. You might not have thought of one, or might not have thought of one in the past. Just this is a cool experiment. Like as you think of the industry, what are some big stories from this year? But that. It's a big one. Nintendo, you know, a little bit. They have a little bit of market share with uh, Pokemon. But then also the Super Mario run, the story the other day is the highest first day sales or something, right? Or first day downloads. Because Pokemon had like 800,000. That was the record. And they made like 2.3 million in the first day. Like, gee, that's not, that's not sales because the game is 10 bucks. I don't think everybody, those yeah. who bought it, but... But that's amazing that like you know that many downloads in one day, and then I don't know how many people knew that that was the 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 price gate was ten bucks. But yeah, that didn't surely didn't keep anyone away. It seems like yeah, that's that's an interesting. I don't know if I I don't this doesn't have to be our story of the year, but we just talked about a couple ones we thought were interesting. That's an interesting story is that is a resurgence in Nintendo because on the backs of the Pokemon thing and they and this people seem there's a mixed reviews, but it's the people that like it really love it and it's doing well for them. But also, I haven't had a Nintendo console since Super Nintendo, and I am going to buy yeah. a Switch in March, because I am super excited that, because Alex is the, my daughter, she's six, she's the right age now, you know, that's the age I was when I got Nintendo, and I I never played a Zelda game, I'll admit that, <laughs> game designer, oh. and I was like, that, Wait, not even, uh, not nope, even, like, nope. NES? I didn't have that one, I just didn't have that game, so I didn't play it, so... This one actually, the Breath of the Wild game is like, this looks fantastic, I want to buy this Switch, totally, I'm, day one, I'll buy that thing, so... I think the the resurgence the Nintendo had Wii U they had some rough 
where they're selling like 10,000 mm-hmm. units of that thing, you know, like to, to this where everybody's back on Nintendo wagon again. I think that's well, a kind of cool story. I'll, yeah, and I, I think you're right. They are having a resurgence right now, but I'll be be curious to see at least in the Super Mario Run case with their pricing model, yeah, how bucks. it pans <laughs> out for them. Because yeah, I feel like like if you're just going for like dollars, I feel like they could have probably overall made more money with just the little microtransactions model. Like yeah, let them play all they want, but if you can peg people for a buck here and there instead of pegging like a mic or like a subset for ten. Or I don't just know. Make we'll it see. Three dollars. How many more people would buy it if it's three dollars? Well, that's a good you point know? too, because I would have just outright bought it at a premium price of three dollars. But ten, I'm still pondering it once I get some more information in. But well, the story the is that time, you can basically you know. finish it in an hour. But to go back in and collect all the coins and collect all, there's like three or four different tiers of collectible coins that are hard to get, and you have to get them mm. on one run. Like it's basically like three starring levels, like in Angry Birds. Oh right. Then that takes. 10 hours, 20 hours or something, if you really wanted to do that. So yeah. I was like, well, that's $10. I, played yeah, that for, I, I paid that for XCOM on the iPad, which is like a oh, whole see, yeah. Game. You start weighing those dollars and cents to content, and it's like, ugh, I don't know. Ugh. All right, anyway. so what are some other stories of the year, you guys? What If you think um, about 2016, what do you think of? Well, I was think the of, release I've, of the all oh. the VR game, like headsets. Yeah. Oh, sorry, Ryan. No, go for it. We'll do VR. Yeah, that's a big one, right? Yeah, I mean, it was the release of the Vive, Oculus Rift, and the PSVR. I think that's the biggest thing for for me, at least. Yeah, there was a there was a lot of movement that this year was the year of VR. It's and, real. Um, yeah, it's real. <laughs> it's out there. It's consumer now, and um, I'm I'm anxiously awaiting to see like the leaps and bounds it takes. Mm-hmm. Um, Especially with the. Honestly, sorry. Oh, I was just gonna say real fast. Honestly. Um, like I had a DK one and a DK two. Um, I've really not run out to buy one of the consumer models yet, but um, yeah, I don't know. Um, we'll see. <laughs> yeah, I've heard nothing but. Uh, well, I've heard that like even the PSVR is like you can't buy it anywhere because like sold out everywhere. Uh, so it seems like everyone at it least the people, We just tried it for the first time on Friday or Thursday. Oh, really? I've heard nothing yeah. but great things about the PSVR too. I mean, it's weird. It's wonky with the tracking because it only has the camera. So I mean. But as far as the the fidelity and you're just going to sit there and do something, it's great. It's awesome. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. And it's comfortable. And as long as it's you're the not sitting in a very too. bright room. Yeah. Either. Yeah. If but it's I mean, bright, it kind of loses. But, but like you said, Ryan, we've tried the DK1, DK2, and those were like, yeah, this is kind of cool. But the, yeah. even the PSVR, like the, the quality of it was what I was floored with. Yeah, the tracking's weird, but they're doing it with technology that is five years old. I'm impressed yeah. that they kind of repurposed that camera and those stupid move controllers to work as a thing like oh no yeah that, those could actually work let's just do that you know but um yeah, right on, yeah. I, I'm, yeah i'm very surprised at how well it works with, with the limited technology that it has and like it's 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 a lot better than than say some of the other things that are out on the market but um vive is where i think it really is 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 coming into uh that's the best one yeah 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 Yeah. well i'm yeah vibe for like a stand-up interactive experience rift now has their their actual controllers out now and i hear those things are pretty nice like as far as tracking and usage and just even like form factor so you can tell they're onto something too because the yeah the next generation of vibe controllers look exactly like the rift controllers (laughs) you know that's like wait <laughs> you know, I saw a funny little like gif or graphic or something where somebody was talking about their superiority, and they didn't go into like tracking or necessarily ergonomics. They just showed a bunch of shots of like, 
here, look, I can actually open my beer and take a drink with these still on. You know, some guy was lighting a bong using his, like, mm. Oculus. You know, it's like, look, I don't have to put down these sticks. I can still do other ridiculous things while I have these on. Right. So it's just more, like, natural fit to your hands. <clears throat> yeah. I think that's cool. And, and I think the big takeaway from VR this year is because we didn't know what was going to happen. It felt like we'd had a lead up for four or five years. And didn't, or maybe not. Four years, and we didn't know what was going to. And it wasn't like a. Like you said, you had, they've been sold out of some of them, Robina, but it wasn't. I don't think the the vibe and the Oculus have been doing like just gangbuster. You can still get those whenever you want them, really. Mm-hmm. But I think the more point, the better point is that they're here to stay, though. Like it didn't like right. fizzle out. It's like yeah, maybe some people don't buy, it and it's still like within. You're talking, you know, five six figures of people that have it. I don't even know what the numbers are, but it doesn't. You know, you're not talking millions and millions and millions of people have the units. But everybody's happy with it. The technology keeps getting delivered. It's still kind of, I've heard a lot of industry talk saying even for VR development, it's still kind of you're doing it at a loss if you're making a big game in VR right now. But I feel like and they've really pushed uh, marketing. It's holding though. It's holding. They, they've put some pushed marketing, even with like uh, I guess Google Daydream's been like the forerunner yeah. of like really marketing, and Samsung as well VR, like with their even with their phones, and they're always like kind of tilted towards, you know, marketing for the VR or headset. So it's kind of interesting, like, how much they're pushing. You know, like, even with, like, your grandpa can do it. Or yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. The more you get them to people just trying it, you're like, oh, this is cool. In Best Buy has Oculus, yeah, yeah, yeah. like, stations oh, besides, that are you can you can say in, in the in the ads that they have on the television, when they show the um, Samsung Galaxy S7, they say, oh, and it's, it integrates with VR. Yeah. And uh, Google Pixel, oh, no, it comes with a... It also um, can have VR with a Google Daydream. It's like they're putting it everywhere. Right. So I think it'll keep getting better and better and better. So Yeah, definitely. Um, I'll bring up another story. Oh, One story. I, I thought uh, there was a, uh, what? <laughs> you have a VR point? No, I actually had another story. Well, I'll just do one real quick. The big one I think yeah. is, the, my, what I just think is the most fascinating, and I don't know what it means for the industry, is all this weird uh, Multi-updated uh, consoles within cycles. That now. was actually mine. Yeah, so there you go. go for it. <laughs> like because we had the, uh, I guess the Scorpio got announced first. There were rumors of the PlayStation thing first, and then the Scorpio got officially announced at their little event or something mm-hmm. around GDC or something. And the basically the idea is that in 2017, the fall, there's a version of the Xbox One coming out that is six what teraflops or whatever. It's like. About double yeah, or triple the what the Xbox One. It's like double what the Xbox One is. Yeah, I don't even know. Is it going to be under the Xbox One moniker or because I don't know. It's, it's Scorpio. It's like, now, sounds like so, it's yeah. going to be yeah, so radically more powerful. It's but not they, like just like a GPU upgrade, or right? Like and they, yeah, it's 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 across the board. But they also they are on board with the idea <laughs> from the beginning, and they're doing it now with their Play Anywhere thing. That's I guess they said that they're not going to make a system now that's not compatible going backwards. So you can play your right. older games with the new architecture. So that's cool. So nobody has to get worried, and they're really going into that. But then, then in the midst of that, it felt like PlayStation goes, oh, yeah, we have one. They, I think they had the idea first or something, and then they said, yeah, we have one too. It's called the PS4 Pro, and it's coming out. And they're like, it's slightly better. It's like 30% better yeah. than a PS4. And you're like, okay. And it sounded cool when we watched that really boring press conference all together. We were chatting about yeah. it. <laughs> and... And the big news about that coming out, I don't know if you guys have heard a lot of people that have it. It's just that it's kind of a pain in the ass. Like, there's a lot of things that don't have support, and you have to get your TV. And a lot of this, the the games, they're not. Yeah. They're actually when you try to put it in 4K, it's just like tanking and performance. And 
Uh, well, yeah. that, it's, it seems like a big thing. mess now, right now with that. Yeah, is it's it's created a lot of variability in a market that was known for just stability in right. one thing, right? You bring the console home, you throw in the game, you play it. You know, developers can know that's the hardware underneath their feet. Players can know uh, it'll just work. You know, I don't have to worry about my specs. Now they've created this muddy water of like, yeah, it works with the like it'll any game will still work in there. But now, like, gamers, parents buying it for their kids, they have to sift through, well, the Pro, it can actually, you know, it'll actually get slight, you know, it's slightly more performant and can, like, upscale and maybe provide you some sort of a 4K upscaled, uh, like, experience, but, but, but it's going to run it, like, maybe 30 frames a second right. instead of a potential it's just 60, weird. It's like and a it's, like, you've got to, yeah, you got to, like, sort of juggle all these and, variables. And, they're, like, know? to get real, like, hardware tech nerdy about this stuff, because they said they, like, they did a software update to make it hdr compliant but then mm-hmm. if you listen to other people talk about that they're like well but actually the hdmi 2.0 spec actually doesn't support that so they had to work around some official spec to get that to happen and so it just seems like a weird move for like i don't know i think yeah i think it's cool i, I always thought this idea was neat that maybe every two or three years instead of waiting and making this big thing let's just update it and make it better and as long as they're backwards compatible it's like the iphone things just keep working but and the Scorpio seems like the right timing. What is that? Four years after? Yeah, like, it, it's got a little more of a life cycle, and they seem it. like yeah. they're really juicing it up. So I mean, it's worth it. You're like, well, you know what? I might buy one of those things. Well, yeah, that's because that's actually yeah, that's a, a big thing for me with the PlayStation. Like I said, I just recently got one. It was on Black Friday, and I was like, well, I could just go ahead and pop for a four because I'm not somebody who has to worry about like what do I do with this old PS4. Right. But I started looking at it and researching it, and I'm like. Well, the gains on this, and are the devs actually going to, like, you know, I'm sure they will, for the most part, build towards it, but I'm like, you know, why spend the extra money? For, like, 250 I got a PS4 with a controller and Uncharted 4. It's, like, 250 bucks. That's a fucking steal, you know? And it's, like, so, like, from a price standpoint, I'm like, I'll just get that one, and not have to worry about the headache of all the other stuff with the pro you know i don't know i just i didn't it wasn't enough of a leap to sell me on it now like the scorpio and well uh, okay also to be honest i know the scorpio is next year so why pay 400 dollars for that this year and then turn around and like do another 400 i you know i don't know yeah obino what you got do you have any other stories uh no what do you think about anybody else Nope. Nope. <laughs> you guys, <laughs> you guys like the monopolize the story. We only listened, we only said two things. There's VR and that. All the good ones. Sorry. I think it was a good. But if we're gonna sum it up too, like I think it it was a good year for games. There's a lot of cool stuff happening yeah. this year. Um, well, actually, on Steam, there are more games uh, developed this year than in the history of Steam. That's, oh, depress- that? that's depressing, though. <laughs> Don't say that. That's what we talked about before. <laughs> they were talking about that last episode. The competition. <laughs> competition. <laughs> oh. Uh. Competition for eyeballs. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we had... A, there's a bunch of... You know, there's there's controversies every year. The No Man's Sky was the big one this year. Yeah. With people That having, was a big one. But I, Sorry, that. yeah, I did play that. I played that a lot. I forgot about that game. Yeah, I'm not giving that game of the year by any stretch. No, yeah, no way. I also don't think those guys need that much abuse, though, for what they did. Uh, yeah, like, neither, neither do I. I enjoyed the game for what it was. I should say that. But lots of people did not see the game for what it was. I never thought it well, like got... Was, they I, thought it was going to be a lot more than it was. Well, they didn't do... Honestly, they did not do a very good job of, like... Controlling the, uh, expectations. Control there, yeah. yeah. Because, I mean, you're right. You know, they should definitely not be abused. 
Uh, criticized for not really clarifying on points sure, when directly yeah. asked about certain features. Yeah, they you know they deserve what they got on some of that, but you know. What about the more recent game that I haven't played it myself? But Final Fantasy. Have you guys have played the? New no, I haven't. I want to check. No, that out. I haven't. Yeah, I haven't played a Final Fantasy game since like eight or nine, seven, or yeah, <laughs> or ten. I think was my last <laughs> one. But yeah, I've heard yeah. mixed reviews about it. Um, for some really like it has um a so-so story and and you have to like go through i think you have to go through and do all these side missions just to get and or, or the cutscenes are super long it's just like a lot of going a lot of things going on but it's graphically amazing and it, it's kind of fun i guess gameplay wise that's what i've heard oh, um, oh, oh that's the with that one the with that and last guardian those are both they came in a fascinating those two games games came out in the same week mm-hmm. and they have both been 10 years in development both of those games yeah <laughs> They're like, hey, let's come out the same week. Why not? I don't know. <laughs> I'd like to check out that Final Fantasy game. I'll, at some point, all those are like, you got to get thirty hours into it, then it really opens up and it's really yeah. good. You're like, yeah, oh, I don't know if I have time for that anymore, to be honest. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know. That's good. All right, all right. Let's do this real quick. Last year we resolutions. Yeah, we did some resolutions last year. Does anybody remember theirs? I remember mine. You reminded me. I remember mine. I do remember mine. Yes, I remember mine. I think mine was very similar to Andrew's. Yeah, we'll go first. And I think ours was that we want to constantly just kind of stay constant and keep working on games, and or just keep kind of staying in that. Uh, We did that. We're working on the game now, and I think we're at a good progress. And we're gonna, you know, next few months we might actually release it. So I think I think if we're going into a new game dev resolution out of that. It's like, well, just keep the course. I want to release a couple games this year. That's at least at least my goal. At so, least, yeah, at least two games. And we're doing good. We, we've we've been been bu- it's been a busy year work wise and around the podcast and other stuff wise. But um, I'm happy with the progress. I think we're doing good now. So yeah, I think we have a solid solid uh, framework. To yeah, go on, I can so. justify that to myself and be fine with it. So. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I think we're amazing. I think we're yeah. doing well. Yeah, good, good yeah. job, Zach. <laughs> Distant high five. Now let's move on. <laughs> cool. If I if I remember mine correctly, I think mine was uh, my resolution last year was to do more social interaction, be more you right. know if, uh, like uh, more on Twitter, more on Facebook, and just interacting with my community, whether it's with my game or with the debug log. And I think to a degree, I think I've I've stayed true to that. We've um, done a lot of posting on Twitter. We've actually hit like six hundred something tweets or something, or six hundred followers and several tweets. Probably not six hundred tweets. Probably like a hundred tweets. But but we, we I feel like we were really active during Unite and all of our conferences. We've been right. tweeting a lot. Or uh, making sure Debug Lounge, too. Exactly. Yeah. Debug Lounge was another, I guess, uh, extension of being more social and getting, you know, getting that feedback and getting that, you know, that perspective of other developers out there on YouTube channel, on a series that you guys can go check out. And you should be checking out every Friday. Um, so, yeah, that's what – not every Friday <laughs> – <laughs> Fridays. Fridays, Fridays, yes. <laughs> but yeah, that I think I feel like we stayed true for that. If I were to, you know, do a new resolution, I think my new resolution would be I definitely want to do. Um, I want us to get a, a, another piece of uh, maybe go big, like, go big. Go big. I want us to write a. Uh, never mind. I want to do. I want to. F- <laughs> What does that I, mean? I, it's changed I, I four got, times. Yeah, I was gonna like do something. I want to do all the things. <laughs> I was gonna like like sneak in a debug log thing, but I think we'll wait and maybe announce that in the new year. But uh, for uh, me, I don't think so will be now because I'm going to say it. Okay, you can say it. Uh, for me, I just want to do my website. I want I want to announce my game and make it public. 
Uh, at least, at least marketing wise, next year you guys should be able to go to my website, sign up for account, get you know information about it, and, and know what the heck I've been working yeah, on. Yeah, you never, you don't, you've never mentioned it on this show. Yeah, so, I yeah. rarely mention. Yeah. I've kind of if you if you listen through all the episodes, you might hear it okay. like once or twice. <laughs> but I really so haven't. You didn't say you didn't say what website. Are you going to say like? Give the, the no no no. The, I'll do that in the new year, and that that should be my goal. If I don't do it by <laughs> December next year, that's a problem. <laughs> December thirty first. Yeah, December thirty first. <laughs> but yeah, that's my goal. I need to get out there. Ryan. Uh yeah. Mine last year. Andrew had to remind me of. So that gives you a good insight to how well I probably did at it. Um, uh, I, I believe you said it was. I was gonna try to get into like a little more hardware. Yeah, Zach and stuff. I talk about that. It's like yeah, you're talking about Raspberry Pi type of stuff and everything. Uh, yeah, yeah, I, 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 I hooked some up. Let's put it that way. I at least I bought, bought the it. hardware and hooked the, like hooked them up to some shit. But um, no, I, I didn't do much with that. And honestly. That that goal is definitely not in my mind this next year. Um, it's a this hobby next goal, year, yeah, so it's fine. Yeah, it's more more of just a hobby. But my my next year's goal, I actually have two, which are um, one, don't burn out, um, which is <laughs> survive. Uh, yeah, just, we're we're getting we're getting pretty busy at the at the day to day job, um, which is great. Well, I'm really happy about the project. I think it's going well. I think we're we're gonna do well, but that's also coming at the cost of. Some extra hours, as you probably heard in the previous two, or well, the first of the previous two episodes. So, um, yeah, but I just, I just want to make sure that I don't let it consume me to the point that I'm just like, oh shit, I need to like banking software. Here I come, you right, know that type of right. thing. Um, and the other is just to do something of my own, like you know, make some sort of even small game on my own, like nothing crazy, just like you know, some very small bite size like one person can do it with maybe the help of an artist on the side sort of like like eduardo your hangman game just something that's i'm in complete control of creatively technically and i don't have to answer to anyone for it i can just kind of like express myself that way and just like or just you know or just to create it put it out there and say hey there it is i don't expect anything from this but to say hey that's me that's all me so that's my goal goal. that's nice um mine last year was to release the hangman um, did it? I did, and yeah, I'm super proud for the game uh, because just in just three months is uh, like number 15 in Google Play between the uh, thousand Hangman games. Nice. <laughs> but um, as he did that, yeah. they they cut off that to only show the top 10. <laughs> he's, like, <laughs> he's like, damn it! <laughs> Play, funny. I hate them. <laughs> yeah, they just changed the the way you see the search to bastards. <laughs> <laughs> what? That, that's the way they're going to display your game in the tabs. They're not listening. They're listening to everything. No, if they listen, I don't care. I'm going to step up to the not between the first ten. So yeah, what does he have to I lose? Yeah. So yeah. for this um, 2017, my goal is to um, release the a collection of books that the debug log want to make. Um, like Obino was going to mention that. Uh, we're planning in uh, five ebooks, uh, and I want to do uh, like I want them all of them released next year. Uh, I know it's hard, but we are five people. We're a great team, and uh, I know we can make it. Yeah, to explain that too is like we we went back and looked at some of the our better episodes. Like all these episodes, we're like, oh, that's a cool topic, and we come with the outline, and we have a lot of good ideas, and we do a lot of research. And then through our discussion, we're like, that was really good. I like that one. You know, we talk about the motivation one or the game dev interview one or just talking about ideas is one we're going to do in the new year 
And I think what we've decided to do is go dive deep back into those topics, like yeah. using our outline and discussion we had and doing a little more research and doing some personal stories and just have some fun little ebooks for people that really like those topics because we've gotten a lot of feedback on those and but they want to dive in further so that's what that's all yeah, about yeah because we we're going to do just one big one with all of those but as you might we not like the other developing, stuff yeah. um it was too much for just one topic so we decided to split it and it's going to be really good just like a, a reference book you can read really quick depending on the stage that you are in game development so look for that that was good. That yeah, that's a big debug lounge. We did the debug lounge in 2016, so uh-huh. now that's coming. It, it's trickling out at certain rates, but it'll it'll yeah. it's good. It's good. We got some episodes, so we'll do that. That's something to look forward to. Um, in the meantime, if you want to join in on the fun, and we have people joining every day, you can go to our Facebook group. It's the Debug Lounge. Um, you just search for it on there, or go to our website, and sign up for the loop. And we'll invite you to it. But um, the Debug Lounge is where just developers of all all types like share their stories, share their really cool questions, um, we and just share what they're working on. We have a lot of – Obina and I talked about last week, but there's just so many fascinating questions that we learn so much from every day. Because when we started the, the group, we were a little worried that – like, hey, we're not experts. We're here with you guys. We want to share stories, and we can all learn from each other. But it's been the the biggest thing I've gotten out of this year, and this is we'll say what we're thankful for in 2016. It's just the amount of just awesome stories people post on there, like the types of questions they have, and you're like, that's so I don't even know what game that is, or they post this other, you know, that you get to see their artwork and stuff they're working on in Screenshot Saturday. So it's a really cool group of people in there that are posting and excited about game development. Um, check that out, Eduardo. You want to talk about Patreon? Yeah. Um... Again, if you feel like the, the podcast is uh, valuable for you and you want to support us, um, please go to patreon.com slash the debug log and uh, make a donation. Uh, it doesn't have to be like uh, too much. Whatever you, uh, you pledge is going to be great for us. Today, uh, we have uh, one donor and uh, he um, donate, donated $1. He was like, uh, is uh, it's a shame that um, uh, I can only donate one dollar, but uh, I- I'm planning on donate more in the future. I was like, "Hey, man, it doesn't matter. Uh, like, what counts is is the support. It really means a lot to us. So, um, thank you very much for for being there for us and, and help us yeah, make yeah. the debug luck possible." Yeah, it's a dollar he earned and gave to us. We appreciate right. that. Yeah. Sound like you're about to cry, Eduardo. <laughs> it was. Yeah. It's a single tear coming about, down. <laughs> oh, right. I just feel it, man. The yeah. Cuban Rambo has a soft side. <laughs> <laughs> that's what that's the holiday spirit brings out in him. Um, <laughs> so our, everybody out there, have, hope you have a good holiday season. Have at least a good vacation, little hours from work maybe. Some people get them around this time of year. Maybe you're listening to this as you're driving to your parents or whatever it is, or your family. Um, yeah, I don't know. That'll be good. I get to play a little. I'm going to catch up on some games during the holidays. I don't know about you guys, but word. That's and and I work on some games too. So that's yeah. always a thing too. Um, all right. So until next time, you can catch me on Twitter. I'm at Andrew underscore Curry. That's C U R R I E. You can find me on Twitter at O Beans. That's O with an H. Beans with a Z. I don't you can remember fu- my Twitter. Uh, okay, uh, I, was about, I was wondering which one of us was going to go for it. <laughs> yeah, I know it's Wookie Jumper, but I don't remember what the numbers are. 469, 479, something like that. No, I, yeah, I have no idea. <laughs>
All right. Uh, I'm at R E Kilgore. I'm I'm at uh, Eduardo CF 1989. All right. Have a great holiday, and we will see you in the new year. 42. Everybody, be fun. Wookie Jumper 42. Okay. Yeah. Take care. Oh, right, because of the meaning of life. Did you say bubble guts? I did. <laughs> I've never heard of that. Yeah, it's like, I don't know. I don't know where I got that. It makes yeah. sense. I mean, sometimes you get those rumblings and you're like, oh, here come the gas bubbles. Yeah. <laughs> and other <laughs> stuff. Is that your laugh? Is that? Yeah, that was my Sounds weird. Are you laughing? <laughs> no, I'm crying. <laughs>